Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Royal Strong and True Podcast. We are super excited to be with you on this wonderful, wonderful day. We get to talk a little bit about the new Big Ten media deal, some BYU fall camp news, and of course, the independence sans BYU, because BYU will get its own episode. Before we head into the episode, we want to give a quick shout out to our social media pages. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter at Loyal2RoyalPod. We're posting a lot of fun and interactive content, and we're going to keep posting more now that the season is getting closer and closer, and we need your input in order to make this community grow and have more fun. If you like the episode, make sure to leave a five-star review, download it, and share it with your friends. Without further ado, let's get to it. Let's... Welcome in, listeners, to yet another episode of the best podcast on the airwaves. Number one. It's Royal with an R, strong and true. Good thing it's not Royal with a T. We are minus Jared today. Yep, just Dan and I. He's out with a family matter. Shout out Jacob, who just came home. He's got a family. He's got a family. He's out with a family. (laughs) (laughs) Shout out to Jacob. We'll have him on the show here pretty soon, hopefully. We must. But in the meantime... I need all y'alls to get some bleach. Got it. Don't drink it, despite oh. what anyone says, <laughs> and any elected official says. Um, also get some Lysol wipes. Can I inject it, though? Um, sure, yeah. Oh, okay, good. If you think that's a good idea, go for it. <laughs> and then get some laundry detergent for what you might ask. Well, housekeeping. Let's go, baby. We got some housekeeping. We're super pumped to be with you today because we got some dumb rivalry news to talk about. The best kind. Let me tell you this, Dan. When I was sitting at work, Hmm. avoiding my work, as one does, on Twitter, scrolling through on a Thursday morning, I was not expected, I was not expecting Hmm. to see what I saw this morning. What did you see? Rivalry Twitter is absolutely nuts. It ended today. I'm not, I'm not going to give all the details because, it, you know, people can get kind of up in arms about it. But it ended today in ex-BYU player Devin Blackman sending a picture of his official U of U scholarship letter signed by Kyle himself Ooh. to Utah fans after they tried to claim that he had never gotten a scholarship from the U. Well... He shot that down pretty quickly, didn't he? Yes, he did. This is after Utah fans were labeling every BYU fan in the world as like racist and dumb, and we don't wow. support Tyler Huntley, but we support Britton Covey. Oh, right. All this, all this dumb stuff that made absolutely no sense. Basically, it ended in Devin Blackman just straight up Shaq slam dunking on a fool. <laughs> a little nut rub to spare. Um, a little what? <laughs> nothing. Um, next housekeeping is a bit of proper football, proper. if you will. Proper. BYU women's soccer team, national powerhouse. Number three in the nation. They're getting their season started again. Um, they just played UNC in a little exhibition game. 
Uh, they lost 2-0 nope. at mm, UNC. Not good. Not a great result, but they're playing uh, tonight, that's Thursday night, in their first regular season game. Mm-hmm. This one counts, folks, uh, against Cal State Fullerton. So I wish them well in that game and in the whole season ahead. Yep. By the time you listen to this show, they will have already played the game, and you will see likely BYU. What's your guess? Mm, 3-0. 3-0? Give me 4-1. 4-1, all right. A 4-1 victory from the BYU Cougars. Now we got one more thing to talk about. You know, Jared isn't here. I guess he's announced he's renounced his fandom. Yeah. He's now a Jets fan, but questioning <laughs> whether or not he's a Jets fan. Uh, but we have some news from the Dukies, the Browns. Oh boy. Uh, yeah, ever heard of Deshaun Watson? We may uh, have mentioned him. Exotic massage enthusiast. <laughs> That's one way to put it. Um, so his initial suspension from some random independent judge. I don't know exactly how that worked they said okay what you did is worth six games that's what it is the nfl just appealed it they're like we want more we disagree with that Uh, i don't know why they didn't just give him their own suspension to start with but now they are (laughs) they appealed it to themselves yeah (laughs) like they appealed to themselves and then appointed their own judge jury and executioner (laughs) yeah so now they're like okay we're going to do it this time. They gave him 11-game suspension, so about double. Still not a whole season. And a $5 million fine, looks like. Can we talk about that just for a second? Like The NFL's like, yeah, Deshaun Watson, what you did was terrible. We're going to suspend you for longer. Which, I guess, kudos to the NFL for doing that. But at the same time, suspended for 11 games. Yeah. What does that do? He's suspended for the first 11 games. Back for the last two games, so maybe the Browns are fighting for playoff contention at that point. Ooh. And he'll be back for the postseason. Should yeah. the Browns squeak their way into the playoffs, Deshaun Watson, the money maker, because he is such a good player, will still be there to make the NFL the money that they need. Hmm, interesting. Kind of whack. It's a win-win for the NFL, I guess. <laughs> Let's talk about real football, okay? Yes. None of that NFL garbage. We don't like the NFL here on this podcast. But we do love college football. And ladies and gentlemen, we are getting close. Here's your official college football countdown. As of this episode airing, we are only eight days away from Western Kentucky kicking off against Austin PA at 10 a.m. Mountain Time. That's a week and change, folks. It's a week and a day. How excited are you for Western Kentucky, Austin PA? Is it just me, or has this offseason felt like the longest offseason in history? Yeah, you know, it. I just realized college football is the sport with the longest offseason. Yeah. The that, single longest offseason. That makes sense, because I feel like we haven't had football in years. It's only been a few months. Yeah. I'm excited for it to be back. Yeah, it's absolutely wild. Well, let me ask you this. Week one, or sorry, week zero, who do you got? Austin Pierre, Western Kentucky. Mm, I think I'm going to go with Western Kentucky. It's got to be the Hilltoppers. Their mascot. <laughs> the blob. Their big red blob. Kool-Aid man. We are now only 15 days away from when BYU faces off with the University of Southern Florida in Tampa, where we go up against Gary Jerry, whatever Gary, whatever. Yes. Gary Bohannon, ex-Baylor Bohannon. quarterback. That is even more exciting for me because BYU football season to me is different than college football season Mm -hmm. 
In my head, for some reason, there are different things. And BYU football season means more to me. It just means more, folks. It just means more <laughs> in Provo. Yeah, speaking of BYU football, uh, we have roster news coming out of their fall camp. Ooh, what do we got? What do we got? Uh, Mori Bamba, their, the Juco trans- transfer that they've, been, uh, they've mentioned. He's officially on the roster now. So he's a cornerback. We get another good cornerback room to a DB uh, squadron that is already very strong. Probably one of our best position groups. Yep, obviously Corbin Green, number one. Yep, mm-hmm. shout out KG. Friend of the pod. Yeah, so that's exciting news. Um, one, th- one thing I noticed, still no Chaz Ayu. Yep. Mm-hmm. Nobody knows what's happening with him, really. Did you see that like but, weird tweet yeah. that his dad sent to him? No, is this recent? It was like, I want to say two weeks ago or something. I don't think but so. But Chaz was like, oh, I want to be back. I forget what he tweeted. He t- one of his like dumb things that he always tweets. Yeah, it's like, you know, weird, tweets cryptic. weird stuff. And his dad responded with, Chaz, we love you. Your hard-headedness has never allowed you to fully rehab and heal what? from an injury. And basically roasted him Shoot. and said, your time will come, youngin. Just calm down and relax. Basically said, really? don't rush yourself. Yeah. Make sure that you're healthy. Who knows when he'll be healthy. We are not getting any word as is classic yeah. from the BYU uh, coaches, from the BYU media. We're not getting anything. So. Yeah, I hope he's back for us this season, but I guess we'll have to see. Before we move on, I gotta ask you a question. Mm-hmm. Mori Bamba. Mori Bamba. Where does that name rank in the top names on this year's BYU football team? On this BYU team, I'd say I don't know, off the top of my head, it feels top five at least. It's up there? Yeah, it's way up there. It sounds like a really good food, I feel like. What else would be, who Mori else would Bamba. like who would be your top three? Um Top three. I like Puka. Puka Nakua. That's okay. a fun one. That's a good one. Yep. Puka Nakua. Yeah. Mori Bamba. Um, who else has a good name? Maybe Chaz. Chaz Ayu. Chaz Ayu. That's a cool uh, one. Fish. Fisher Jackson. Yeah. Fisher. That's a strong name right there. He is Fisher. Fisher and Jackson are both both good. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but that's a strong name from Mori Bamba. For sure. Speaking about strong things, Uh-oh. we got a strong media deal that was basically broke the internet today. Yeah, the Big Ten announced today, August eighteenth, that their new media deal will be with Fox, CBS, NBC, Peacock, and Fox Sports One. It'll be for seven years and seven to eight billion billion with a B with dollars. With a B. With a B. That's crazy. B for bread. It's like Monopoly money right there. That's like you you built a hotel on Broadway and whatever that other dark blue property yeah, is. Park Place. Yeah, Park Place. And people just keep landing on it. That's what the Big Ten basically just got. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think the SEC in 2020, their media deal was $3 billion. Yeah. More and than that, double. That was like the biggest one ever. Yeah. By a lot. And now the Big Ten comes in more than double. That's ridiculous. But that just shows where the sport's going. Yeah, and it's not just seven to eight billion. They have yeah. quote contract escalators hmm. that can take the contract to ten billion. Hmm. Now these contract escalators, you might be asking, what contract escalators yeah, are you what talking about? What does that about? even mean? Expansion. Oh. Basically, the contract says that if they should expand 
they would get more money. Basically, you know, they expand another school, another school gets the same share that the other schools are already getting. Mm-hmm. So what does this mean? The Big Ten is not done expanding. No, sir. We were just talking about this. It's been a quiet month with yeah. expansion talk, Things right? have sort of settled down. It might still be quiet for a little bit, but trust me, things will pick up in the near future with the way that this contract is worded. Yeah, the Big Ten definitely has more of an incentive to expand with this new deal. Um, and they've already got US, UCLA and USC in there. Uh, who, who's to stop them from getting a Oregon, Washington? Or if they want to go in California more, Cal and Stanford. BYU. BYU, yep. Uh, it's kind of funny to me, Cal. They're not really a football powerhouse, I would say. Hey, Aaron Rodgers and yeah. Marshawn Lynch. That's, they, that's they've all had they got. Some good years, like we talked about in the PacX preview. Mm-hmm. They've had national relevancy at some point in the past 200 years. <laughs> um, but yeah, that'd be funny if Cal somehow just got kind of lassoed in by the Big Ten. That would be absolutely ridiculous. They, they seem a slightly different demographic than your, I don't know. Minnesotas or your Iowas, <laughs> the Cal fans versus the Iowa fans. Yeah. I saw a tweet today thinking about the Big Ten and the SEC. Mm. If you've ever had that dream, you lazy dreamers out there, that you'll be able to one day just sit on a couch, do absolutely nothing, sit there eating potato chips and being pretentious and lo- looking down on everybody while mm-hmm. at the same time having nothing going for yourself, <laughs> but at the same time raking in all the dough and the checks. Yeah. Rutgers and Maryland and yep. Indiana even have given you the path to follow. Yes. You can follow them. It is possible. And the Big Ten and SEC are proving it with schools like that and schools like Vanderbilt and Missouri. Vanderbilt, yeah. So some schools just luck out, I guess. I don't know. If if we were to get an invite, would you rather be in the Big Ten or the SEC? Mm, that's a hard one. I think in my head, the SEC is the better conference in football. In basketball, the Big Ten is definitely better. Well, SEC is getting there. The SEC has gotten a lot better, that's true. I think I would rather be in the Big Ten. The Big Ten? Yeah. Okay. I'm going to say it. I think the SEC just seems a little more foreign to BYU, to Utah culture. Okay. I feel like we're a much better fit for the Big Ten than the Southeastern Conference. Yeah. What do you think? I mean, I agree with you. I think we are a better cult- culture fit in the Big Ten, but I would like to be in the SEC just because, you know, the SEC doesn't focus quite as much on academics, so in that aspect, you mm. could even argue that we more culturally align with the SEC because we not, are not a research institution. Mm-hmm. But I would just love to be in the SEC footprint for recruiting purposes. That's true. Like, in, sure, like Iowa, Nebraska, and the Big Ten, we could get some big old farm boys. We could get some <laughs> okay. big old farm boys that could, yeah. could play in our offensive line. But lucky for us, we already have Idaho. So we don't need that Nebraska. Yeah. We don't need that. We don't need all that nonsense. We got the farm boys. But we would love to be able to dip into Florida, to Alabama, to Arkansas, to Mississippi, to all these school, to all these states that produce tons of high school football talent. So yeah, for that reason alone, I'd, I'd want to be in the SEC. Yeah, that's a good point. I think. And now that I think about it more, I think we wouldn't be as bad of a fit in the SEC as I first thought. 
because many BYU fans, you know, very conservative. SECs in the South, also very, you know, conservative Christian values. So in that way, we would be a good fit for the SEC. And the football is probably better. Fair enough. All right, now we're going to move into the meat of our episode. We have a preview of the independent institutions in NCAA football, FBS. Mm. Before we get to that, a quick ad. Today's episode is brought to you by... Small melons. Ooh, small melons. Yes. Have you ever been to the grocery store and they just have a big box full of, I don't know, 20-pound watermelons? I have seen that display. And you're like, what am I supposed to do with this entire 20-pound melon? Can't possibly eat all of it. No, I'm just going to cut it in half, maybe eat half, and watch the other half go bad in my fridge. Yeah, it's wasteful. And if you do that, it will make children in Africa starve automatically. So, this episode's sponsor, Mini Melons, has a product for you. In my hand, I'm holding a mini watermelon. It is maybe slightly larger than a softball. Okay. Slightly oblong as well, not spherical. About the size of a mini uh, Nerf football? Yeah, it's kind of a, a mini football length. This melon is perfect size for you single people or maybe you newlyweds out there living by yourself or with one other person it will not waste as much food and it's just as delicious check it out Mm-hmm. <laughs> now that was an incredible ad don't you think yes that was that was a good one mini melons i could use that in my life forever so could i i can strongly vouch for it imagine being able to just put a watermelon in your pocket that's true. Can we get yeah. a double, like a mini mini melon? Can you get like a lime sized melon? Lime just one or two melon? bites? Would it be all rind? Or? Oh, yeah. That's true. Then we can't have that GMO that. <laughs> Let's move on to the meat of our episode. We have a preview of <clears throat> all of the independent FBS schools sans BYU. Yes. BYU will be getting its own episode that will air next Friday, as well as a fun interview with one of the BYU football players. So keep your eye on that. But we are going to go through each independent school, their win totals and schedule, and give you our pick. We're going to go alphabetically, starting with the Army Black Knights. Now, this is a fun team, at least historically. Very blue-collar, run-the-ball, mm-hmm. down-your-throat team. Triple option. And their win total, at least to me, was surprisingly high at first, at okay. eight. Yeah. Eight even. Um... The fun thing about Army is they have four buys in their schedule. <laughs> four buys? If you include week zero. Um, that's got to be a record. Yeah, that's definitely a record. I don't know if there's an over-under on buy weeks, but they're definitely hitting the over. It's not like four buys and they're only playing like 10 games. Four buys yeah. and they're still playing 12 games. I know. It's a 16 weeks of football. It's just very weirdly spread out. And after everyone else's season ends... They've got a bye, mm-hmm. plus the uh, heralded Army-Navy game. Gotta love it. So, with the win total set at 8 by the Las Vegas experts, what are you thinking for their schedule? See, I think automatically they have three wins on this schedule because they play two FCS schools and then they play ULM, which is basically a glorified FCS. Yeah. Then they get UConn and UMass, another okay. two <laughs> yes. basically FCS schools. That's, what is that? That's already five. That's five. That's five, and they need to get to nine. 
Yeah. Can you get me four more wins? At Coastal Carolina, I think that's going to be a tough one. That's tough. I think, but I do think Coastal Carolina will be down this year. Not sure. Hmm. UTSA, they will be down. Georgia State will be a good team. Wake Forest, do they have Sam Hartman back? Hmm. Air Force, I think is very good. Troy is very good as well. Oh, I sorry. Troy's not very good. Troy, they will beat because Army will play very well against them. I don't yeah. know. This is just a weird... I, I see a few losses. I see Air Force as a loss. Yeah. I see Wake Forest as a loss. And then they have to be perfect. They can... Oh, no. no. Yeah. I, honestly, now that I'm looking at it, I was on the under, but I'm going to go over. I'm going to go over on these Black Knights. I think that they will only lose three games, end of the year, nine and three. Nine and three. All right. Um, this is a hard one for me. Obviously... It's a little trickier when it's an even number and not 8.5 or something. But I'm going to go with the under just because I think it's more like that they go 7-5 and five than 9-3. and three. They have a, a couple of good like G5 teams like Coastal Carolina, UTSA, um, Georgia State. Like we've, we've mentioned, I don't know as much about this Army team, but I think they're going to go under. All right. Next up, we got the Liberty Flames. Yeah, Liberty Flames, one of the only schools in the nation that can beat out BYU for an even worse honor code. Yeah. So somehow. shout out to them for that. They have a win total set at six and a half, but they do not have Malik Willis this year. No. He's gone on to the NFL. So what are you at six and a half? Um, I think the Malik Willis loss is definitely a big one for them. But looking at their schedule, they've got. A few tough games, I think, that will be losses. UAB, mm-hmm. I've got a loss. Wake Forest, probably. Depends on their quarterback play. Um, let's see. BYU. Automatic loss. Lost Mo- by automatic double, loss. if not triple digits. Mm-hmm. Triple digits, yep. Mm-hmm. Then at Arkansas, loss. Virginia Tech, maybe. That's kind of a nice regional rivalry. But with the over-under set at 6.5... Uh, I'm going to go under again on the Liberty Flames. I think their schedule's just hard enough for that Malik Willis loss to tank them a little bit. i got to agree with you on this one. Liberty's going to struggle this year. They are replacing a lot of talent that they have not recruited to replace. It's going to be a very hard drop-off. I wouldn't be surprised to see them go 4-8, and eight, much less 7-5. and five. I'm slamming yeah. the under on this one. I will take out a loan, take out my mortgage, and All throw right. it at on Cheez-Its, of course. Cheez-Its for this. True. Very true. Oh, hello. Hello. Yeah. We're not recording right now. Oh, <laughs> we could just pause. Let's just a quick hello to my wife. She just walked in. Hi, sorry. <laughs> oh, shoot. All right. Next up, New Mexico State. One of the powerhouses of the conference. The independent conference. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, they're over-under set at three. Now, let me read you their schedule. Versus Nevada. Nevada. At Minnesota. At UTEP. At Wisconsin. Versus Hawaii. Versus FIU. Bye. Versus New Mexico. San Jose State. At UMass. Versus Lamar. Lamar. At Mizzou and at Liberty. That's like a sneaky hard schedule, I feel like. Yeah. Yeah, Um, it is. Nevada. Probably definitely better. Probably all these teams except... Uh, I don't know, FIU? Is FIU any good? No, they're projected to be the 131st team in the power okay. rankings this year. That's <laughs> what I thought. I was like, <laughs> FIU is probably not as good as New Mexico State. 
Um, UMass is always very bad, but I don't know. I'm going to take the under yeah. New Mexico State. Okay. Even though it's at three. Give me that under. New Mexico State's kind of unique because they almost are basically a uh, in a conference because they play, they play um, UMass, they play Liberty, so I mean they're playing a bunch of independents. There's yeah. a couple other schools on here that play even more uh, independents, so that's kind of interesting there. New Mexico State, I'm actually pretty high on them this year. Okay. Pretty high meaning, I think they'll win four games. Oh. They're wow. not getting anywhere close to bowling. But they play Nevada. I think Nevada is going to be absolutely awful and terrible this year. I think really? they will beat Nevada at home. They have a chance versus Hawaii at home. Has Jimmy has Jimmy Chang put it together? It's not great. I don't know. FIU automatic win. New Mexico at home. They get the rivalry at home, and they still have UMass on the schedule. And I think Liberty will have fallen apart by the end of the year. Give mm. me the over. Interesting. All right. New Mexico State versus Liberty. Circle that one on your calendars, folks. Week 12. Uh, yeah, week 12. Well, no, yeah. week 13. Rivalry week. Yeah, whatever. That's a real rivalry right there. <laughs> Next up, we got the <clears throat> yeah, a school that no one cares about, the Fighting Irish, some Notre Dame or some yeah. kind of dumb stuff like that. I hear there's a bunch of hunchbacks over there or something. Hunchbacks. Uh, their win total set at 8.5. They do have a hard schedule that fought, that has at Ohio State to start things out. At North Carolina, they play Clemson, they play Boston College, USC, and national powerhouse, national title favorite, Brigham Young University in Las Let's Vegas. Go. With a win total set at 8.5, what are you taking? Um, I don't know, because Notre Dame was fifth in the AP Top 25. Which is absolute baloney. Yeah, and I don't really know why they would be that high, honestly. Is it like their defense? They got a new coach who's a defensive guy. All the AP um, voters are these old farts, old geezers that remember when Notre Dame was good, so they just yeah. throw them down. They're probably always overrated the first, the beginning of the season. But with a total at 8.5, let's see. I was going to go over, but... Mm, three losses... I think BYU is going to beat them. Ohio State's going to beat them. Mm-hmm. And then I don't know who else would beat them. Clemson, USC. I don't know. I think they're going to get go over, go nine and three. Okay. I still think they're overrated, but I'm taking the over. All right, I'm going to have to disagree with you on that one. Ooh la la. I think I'm going to have to go under on Notre Dame. I think they still don't have a like viable quarterback play. Okay. Uh, you know, got some new coaches, some new coordinators this year. I think you open up the year with a loss at Ohio State, mm-hmm. maybe at North Carolina if they can put it together. Yeah. But honestly, I kind of doubt that. They lose to BYU. They lose to Clemson because Notre Dame also doesn't have an offense, and Clemson's defense is better than Notre Dame's defense. Mm-hmm. And week at the, like the final week of the of the schedule, USC. That's when Caleb Williams and company have finally been able to put everything together, mm-hmm. even throughout a couple losses. And they have to travel to Los Angeles. So I think USC wins that game, pushing Notre Dame to four losses and an under. All right, it all depends on that USC game. Mm-hmm. Can USC be good this year, or will they suck? Find out next time on football. <laughs> All right, next we've got the best two. Yep, the best two we schools in the nation. The best for last. First one is UConn. 
You can't. You cannot. It's the University of Connecticut. Um, Vegas is not very high on them, needless to say. Their win total is set at a conservative 2.5. Two and a half. Mm, yeah. Not bad. Can they win more than two games this season? Or will they be bottom ten powerhouses that are struggling to find a win most of the way through the season? Well, they do get to play FIU, which is a benefit. Yes. They do get to play Central Connecticut State University. That's CCSU. CCSU. So I think they already have two wins on there. Can they win one more game? Mm -hmm. They play at Utah State, probably a loss. The only other games that they play that they could possibly win are versus UMass and versus Liberty. Back-to-back, both at home. I think... That UConn does it. They get the three wins. Give okay. me the over on the Huskies, over baby. Over on UConn. Bro, over on UConn all day long. What was UConn's record last year? Uh, if I'm not mistaken, 1-11. 1-11. <laughs> hmm. And let's see. They played Vanderbilt, right? They did. Yeah, it was, it was a really close game, actually. I'm going to base my prediction based on that game last year, which was... Uh, UConn versus Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt won 30-28 against UConn. Thus, I'm taking the under on UConn. I think, well, it's no secret that they're bad. I think they will not be able to beat UMass to get to three. The only school that UConn beat last year was Yale. Oh my gosh. They lost to Holy Cross. That does not even count. They played two FCS yeah. schools and only beat one of them. That's embarrassing. Shout out to UConn. Last but not least, we have the Minutemen, not the Hourman, not the Secondmen, the Minutemen of the University of Massachusetts. Uh, Now, we don't like the University of Massachusetts on this podcast because they have embarrassed BYU, and frankly, I just, the fact that we ever lost to them makes me want to punch a hole through a wall. Yeah. Some bad blood. Their win total set at two and a half. Tell me, what are you taking? The over or the under? Um, I'm going to go under on this one as well. Mm-hmm. I think their schedule, is it harder than UConn's? I, th- I, think, I think so. It, I think it might be. I think so, yeah. So they don't have two automatic wins, and that's in quotes, because if you're a UConn or UMass, there probably is no such no. thing as an automatic There's win. There's never an automatic But win. they don't have the CCSU and the FIU that uh, UConn has. Stony Brook, hopefully they can beat Stony Brook. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I don't the know other, the other one... Stony Brook was 5-6 and six in FCS last year. In FCS, okay. Yes. Uh, they do play New Mexico State, another independent with a low win total. Besides that, it looks like it's tougher games, so I'm going with the under for sure. Yeah. And I hate UMass. I really do, with all my heart. They open up... They open up the year at Tulane, at Toledo, then they get Stony Brook at home, at Temple, at Eastern Michigan. Wow. That's four road games to start. First of all, you are an independent, and you are playing seven road games and only five home games? What the heck are you doing? What kind of bullcrap scheduling is that? At least you get to play UConn at home, so maybe you have a chance at one win. Yeah. But honestly, I think they lose that game, too. I wouldn't be surprised if UMass wins zero games wow. this year. Give me the under on the Minutemen. Love to hear it. <laughs> Down with UMass. Down with UMass. We hate them. Yeah. All the homies hate 
UMass. So, at the end of it all, who will be the worst independent, do you think? UMass. UMass. UMass by far. I think UMass will be the single worst team in the FBS this year. All right. And actually, no, that'll, that'll be FIU. Second worst. FIU will be worse than UMass. Yep. And then between UConn and New Mexico State, <sighs> who do you think is a worse team and... Who do you think has a harder schedule so their their records might not reflect where, where are they, which team is If better. they played head-to-head, where are they playing at? Neutral? Yeah, they're going to be playing in Minnesota. In Minnesota. Okay, so it's nice so nice and cold. Yeah. UConn feels a little bit more at home, but New Mexico State also, you know, it gets really cold in the winter. Yeah, there's cold spots. Give me New Mexico State, actually. Okay. Only really because... I've been watching a lot of Breaking Bad and oh. uh, Better Call Saul lately. Yeah. The, you know, it's all set in New Mexico, even though they are all supporters of the University of New Mexico in that New okay. Mexico State, still in New Mexico. New Mexico is a state. That's Unlike true, Boise or San Diego yeah. or San Jose. I didn't think about that. So I'm going to go with New Mexico State on this one. So New Mexico does that get the state advantage. Yep. Mm-hmm. Big advantage. Now, Connecticut is also a state, but they don't have state in their name. That's true. So it doesn't count. Big disadvantage. Um, yeah, that's good enough for me to give the edge to New Mexico State as well. Now, if BYU were to play all six of these teams, mm-hmm. what would the combined winning, like, what, what do you call it again? The, what would be the combining, the combined, mo- yes, winning, margin. Winning margin of victory. The score margin, score win margin, margin whatever it is. What would be the margin, all six games combined? All right, I'm going to pull out a calculator here. All right. I think we would beat Army by mm, 21. Yeah, yeah, that's fair, yeah. We'll beat Liberty by more, 24. Okay. We beat New Mexico State by 40. Oh, okay. We beat Notre Dame by... Mm, 10? I'm going to say single digits. Okay. Say eight. Oh, okay. Then we beat UConn by 41. And finally, UMass we will beat by 49 points. Ooh. Which brings up a grand total of 183. 183? Yeah. I'm going to have to go over 200 on this one. Oh, over 200. On UMass alone. I think we put up, <laughs> on UMass we probably put up 350 points on UMass. <laughs> okay. We break that old record when Georgia Tech absolutely decimated oh, that one yeah. school in like 1892 or something like that. It's a sportsmanship violation. <laughs> All right. Any last thoughts before we close? Um, really, Notre Dame is the only one worth paying attention to. <laughs> Um, simply because they're Notre Dame, not because they're particularly good. Who knows if they're good? Not the AP preseason rankers, obviously. But they do have a fun schedule. They have a couple good matchups there. And then the teams BYU plays are Liberty, Notre Dame, and that's it, right? Yep, that's it. All right. Yeah, so those two teams. Keep an eye on if you're a BYU fan. All in all, very weak conference. Keep your eye out for weeks 9 and 10, because that's when UMass will be playing New Mexico State and UConn in back-to-back weeks. It's going to be an absolute incredible sight to see multiple toilet bowls back-to-back. We'd love to see that. Alright everyone, thank you for joining us for this episode of the Royal Strong and True Podcast. We're super glad that you joined us and that you listened to this point. If you're listening now, leave a comment on our latest Instagram post 
comment the word banana. Comment the word banana on our latest Instagram post if you're hearing this right now. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter at loyal2royalpod. As the season approaches, there's going to be a lot more content and it's, become, it's going to become a lot more interactive. So make sure you are getting in on the fun. We love you guys. We'll see you next time. Thank you. Rock, 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 rock.